Hey everybody, it's JT. What is on your holiday meal shopping list? Well, I would suggest Painted Hills Natural Beef. It is some of the best beef in the world. And your friends and family will be thanking you for a long time if you serve Painted Hills Natural Beef for your holiday meals. And now you can buy it online just by going to PaintedHillsBeef.com. Use the code BBQNATION at checkout and save yourself 15% on your order. Give Painted Hills Natural Beef a place on your table this holiday season. It's time for Barbecue Nation with JT. So fire up your grill, light the charcoal, and get your smoker cooking. Now, from the Turn It, Don't Burn It studios in Portland, here's JT. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Nation, Barbecue Nation. I'm JT. My co-host, Leanne, is off doing some serious food stuff in Atlanta this week, so I'm flying solo, but she'll be back next week. Um, Coming to you, of course, from our Turn It, Don't Burn It studio here in Portland. Uh, We would like to thank the folks at Painted Hills Natural Beef, Beef the Way Nature Intended. You can check them out at PaintedHillsBeef.com. Well, um, there's stuff coming up. There's always stuff coming up. Uh, But this stuff coming up is for the National Barbecue and Grilling Association's convention, which is going to be in Texas here in a few weeks. And I'd like to welcome back to the show our friend Kel Phelps who's the head honcho at NBBQA um, and also Barbecue News Magazine. Kel and I work together on a number of projects, and it's always a pleasure to have him back. So welcome back. Man, always, always privileged to uh, hang out with Barbecue Royalty. You and I hate Leanne is off uh, doing real things today, but uh, I understand how that works, no doubt. She's actually working with her sister on an outback steakhouse shoot her her sister is kind of a world-renowned food stylist she is and does a lot of work in hollywood and for the big major agencies and stuff and she wrote leanne this this shoot has been uh, a week long so yeah so she's over there doing battle in atlanta kind of close to your home turf uh with with the traffic and stuff and um so yeah, I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure we'll hear stories when it's all done. Yeah, absolutely. So you've got the you've got the convention coming up. It's uh, in San Antonio. Let me see. I got some notes here. So um, it's down there at uh, how do you say that? Padrati's Ranch. Padrati's Ranch. Yeah, man. New uh, new gold mine we found down here in uh, San Antonio. Man, you know. Anytime we get to Texas, you know, I, I get real jealous because um, there's not a whole lot of people around here and in this area that don't understand and know what real barbecue is all about. So right. when you get into this, uh, I guess, barbecue mecca or whatever of the country, um, man, it is, uh, it's always a good time, but the eating is fantastic. You know, they always say that some people are born with a silver spoon in their mouth. In Texas, I think it's brisket. <laughs> you know, <laughs> absolutely, man. Twenty-four hours a day, seven days, eight days a week, whatever. I mean, they cram in there, but yeah, it's all all about the beef down here, no doubt. Um, I'm. I'll confess something to you. When I first started my other occupation a long time ago, um, I did a lot of shows in Texas. And inevitably, they would always take me to uh, 
Well, a couple places. One, they would take me to Lubby's Cafe or Cafeteria. You got to go there if you're in Texas. And then, they, and then they would find a local barbecue uh, shack. And a lot of times they were shacks. Uh, but the food was phenomenal. And that was way back in the 80s. I was 12. Um, and uh, that's how I got hooked on barbecue. It was down there. You know what, man? That's the best place in the world to get hooked on barbecue because it's, uh, like I say, a lot of it's good. It's funny you say um, Shaq, uh, one of the places on our restaurant guide, um, we always do a restaurant tour on Wednesday. That kind of kicks off the convention. And uh, wouldn't you not know it that um, one of the places is called Barbecue Shack. <laughs> and, uh, the smoke shack is uh one of the three joints we're stopping at and um matter of fact me and miss janet are right here now in san antonio this week putting some boots on the ground putting flyers out and doing a couple other local shows letting folks know what's happening and that's on our to-do list is to hit all three of those places uh one more time just to uh, make sure they're up to par and ready for the barbecue uh kings and queens that are coming in oh yeah you're doing your uh, due diligence and recon um there and when oh, you talk God. about when you talk about shacks i remember one of the first ones they took me to which uh, we'll get back to the convention in a minute folks but i was way down in southeast texas doing a show and the guy that kind of my security guard if you will we called them stewards he said i'll take you to lunch and i said okay so we drive we were in um katy texas and uh we drove to the it was a service station a gas station that had long stopped pumping gas but was pumping out barbecue and i was just like stevie what the hell is this place you know i mean because we hadn't set in foot and he goes don't worry about it trust me i said okay walk inside and that smell and it was it was Outside didn't look so sharp. Inside was just perfect, and the food was phenomenal. So uh, that's kind of what got me hooked, because I figured if you could do it in an old uh, oil trap grease pit cart, you know, <laughs> service station, you could do it anywhere. Absolutely, man. Some of the uh, – I know the first time I ever went to Martin's up in Nashville – and it's an old uh, old gas station type deal. You know, it had the glass roll-up doors, you know, yep. on the side where they used to mechanic on cars, change oil and all that stuff. Still the same thing, man. And they let those doors up. It was springtime. It was a beautiful day. And uh, you could smell that 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 pecan smoke for, seemed like forever when you got out of the car and started walking up to the line. It, uh, yeah, it was, it was, a tremendous deal but yeah the old car places there's several of them across the country now that still incorporate the old roll-up doors and oh yeah old nine yards so. i had one in kentucky too that was that way we were up north of louisville in a little town called uh lagrange we went to lunch one day and i remember because this place was called the lanes i think this was again a couple days ago but we pulled up there and there was like you just said kel there was a line to get in yeah you know it's 11 30 in the morning and there must have been 30 people standing out there in line to get in and i was like and when you got there they gave remember those when you were in school when you were a kid those plastic trays that had the individual little compartments on it for your 
whatever they were. Oh yeah. High carbohydrate crap they were feeding you that day, and some then some French fries, and then some sort of crappy col- uh, cobbler, or maybe a slice of apple or something. They served their lunch on those. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. Anyway, we we digressed enough. Uh, tell us about uh, what's coming up at the convention. By the way, the convention is uh, January thirty first through February third. Man, if you're a, if you're a barbecue enthusiast lover into the business of barbecue, man, you'd want to check this out because it's we've got something for everybody. Um, we're blessed to uh, have some super. Um, superstars of the live fire uh world with us hanging out al fragoni will be in a couple of days um alejandro's coming in smp grillers out of mexico um man mail the <laughs> uh, dark side of the grill be hanging out with us mark lambert um of course from sweet swine of mine world championship team uh boar's not out those guys will be hanging out with us as well, but tons, tons of live fire going on um, throughout the week. But we start on Wednesday. We end up on Saturday. Saturday will be a huge public day. Um, Man, 17, uh, 18 different live fire stations we're we're thinking we're going to have now going. A $75 ticket will get you a stop at each one of those stations with – Everything from tri-tip to shrimp and grits to uh, – and I'm going to mess it up when I start talking all these uh, Spanish names. Um, and just say, just say a lot of good a lot of good pit masters and great food. <laughs> great food, man. I'm telling you, I cannot wait. And even though I can't pronounce it, I know it's good because I've eaten it 100 times and I get in line every time <laughs> to eat it again. So – um, but that's kind of what's happening on Saturday. Got a lot of classes Thursday and Friday going down. Um, even Meathead, our buddy Meathead's coming, teach us how to uh, take better photography uh, of our food. And um, can't wait to see that. And uh, several different business classes uh, coming as well. Uh, whether it's marketing class, sauce and rub class, guys going to teach us the difference between doing co-packing and actually um, doing yourself packing on sauces. I didn't even know that was a, uh, it was hard for me to believe, but FDA will actually, um, if you use one of their regulated kitchens now, you can actually cook your sauce up, bottle it and get it ready to go for, uh, for sale right through those uh, FDA approved kitchens now. So Yeah, we have those in Portland and I've used them a few times over the years. You can rent them. Yeah, that's uh, it. yeah. You go in and book it for, you know, one day, 10 days, whatever you need. And uh, they're inspected, I won't say frequently, but enough to stay current and above the regs. Right. And they're, they're all stainless steel and, you know, all that good stuff. And, and they've got, you know, big stoves, big vats where you can, um, you know, create your sauce. And they've got some, some bottling uh mechanized components there to help you um a lot of times you depending on the kitchen you have to put your own label on it yourself you know but but other than that uh they're great well man when you know you think about when you first getting started now i mean you could spend fifteen twenty thousand dollars and go to a co-packer and still not have a really good hope 
in a good order to get started with, you put $15,000 into a, uh, your own made stuff and you're probably going to get three to four times the amount to start with. Right. Um, I think that's a, that, that could, that's, it's definitely an option for somebody getting into the, the saucer rub business for sure. Stick around. We'll be right back. Uh, you're listening to barbecue nation. Hey everybody, it's JT, and this is a special version of Barbecue Nation. It is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Welcome back to Barbecue Nation. Uh, I'm JT. Leanne is out on assignment in Atlanta working with her sister but you can follow her exploits out there on her instagram page and her facebook page just type in leanne whippin and they'll just come right up and you can follow the show likewise on our uh different platform pages facebook instagram spotify uh apple uh if you just want to listen to the audio version and all that also on um x formerly known as twitter That reminds me of Prince, you know, the artist formerly known as Prince, you know, that type of thing. So, or you can contact us just uh, barbecuenationjt.com. Go to that and send us a note and we will respond. Anyway, we're talking with Kel Phelps today. Uh, They've, if you're really into barbecue and you're kind of, you don't have to be on the professional or the commercial side to go, I'm assuming, but uh, that's where a lot of the big hitters will be coming up. January 31st through February 3rd down at Pedrati's ranch, uh, just outside of San Antonio. What's the best thing about putting this on? You've done it now a couple three times and you've always been involved in it, but now it's your baby. Uh, what's the best and the toughest? Man, I gotta be honest with you. The best is, uh, when you finish up on Saturday afternoon and you get to take a deep breath cause, uh, it's a lot of work. People have no idea what all goes into uh, putting, I call it a puzzle together, um, you know, and you're, um, you're trying to make um, a combination of different events and roll them all into one big event. Um, and you always learn and you're always making mistakes. But uh, when you get done, that relief that you've actually – done it you're done for a little while that's uh, that's a huge relief especially when you don't have people cussing or throwing shoes and stuff at you you know i mean thank the good lord i have yet to have that happen i'm sure i've had some people talk talk pretty bad about me but um they hadn't come to me and just screamed and yelled at me in, in my face so um but the best part without a doubt is being able to call on some of these people and and know that no matter what you need they're going to be there and help you um do it because it's not about at the end of the day it's not about us it's about our members and helping them succeed in no matter what aspect of barbecue they're doing and when you see those guys take another level or another step up closer to um what they want to do whether it's catering sauces rub uh restaurant deal um you know, becoming an ambassador for different products, a competitor, 
Uh, anything they do, if if it comes from something that we've done and they've gotten better or got uh, tips or tricks or whatever, and they say, yeah, man, I learned that at, at MBBQA, National Barbecue and Grilling Association, their convention, then to me, that's the best part. You know, um, when that, I don't know, I guess it's like a chef and you serve something really good and the guy's like, you know, perfect, magnificent, whatever's dead on. I think that feeling's kind of the same there. So I think it's good when you finally clear off the uh, customer service information table, pack that up, put it in the truck, close the door, turn in the key and head east. You're going, okay, I'm good. <laughs> well, till you wait till you get home and then the answer machine's full of, uh, hey, hey, I forgot this and I need this, 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 you know, and then you realize, but yeah, that eight to 10 hour trip home is usually, <laughs> usually a big deep breath. So it's, it's all worth it, no doubt. So do you stop at a Bucky's when you hit Georgia? dude man we keep bucky's every time i mean now you know they there's a couple in georgia a couple in alabama tennessee um definitely when we get to texas but man we we've saved some money just buying their fuel but we've lost money when we go in the store and we buy all the other crap they got <laughs> you know what so i had never been to one and uh when we were, when we came back to the Jack and saw you and everybody there. Yeah. And my wife and I stopped one at one North of Atlanta, just before you got to the Tennessee border, I think. And cause my sister-in-law was telling me, she said, go in there and get their, you know, chopped brisket sandwich and all that. And I did, it was, it was good. It was very good. But what sold me was I had never seen so much damn beef jerky in one place in my life. They had a whole meat counter full of different flavors of beef jerky and and some of it i don't i think maybe they had some buffalo or yak or something else in there god knows but <laughs> i was just i was yeah we lost money on that trip i'll put it that way always man you can't you can't go in the buggies you save money on fuel because there's 400 pumps out there you know and they're pumping thousand gallons a minute whatever but yeah when you walk in the store they're like getting every bit of it back that uh, you saved at the pump yeah, they just look at you, smile, and go, gotcha. Can we help you? Yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> it's all good. Um, You know, you talked about some of the speakers. You've got Tuffy's going to be basically your keynote speaker. You got Meathead's going to be doing uh, photography. By the way, you better be on your toes if you take Meathead's class. I know him very well. We're buddies. We talk about photography, not so much on the show, but, you know, off the air type thing. He's got a new book coming out. Uh, actually, I think they're trying to turn it into two books. But the point is. Wow. Okay. He, news, man. I'm getting some news right here. Drop yeah. And uh, he, this new book, he's done all the photography himself. And Leanne and I were fortunate. He sent us some, some proofs of some of the dishes and stuff. They're all his recipes too, of course. And uh, this is different than his science book because this one is recipe oriented and all that. But you, like I said, if you're going to talk to Meathead about photography, you better be paying attention. Yeah, absolutely, man. He's uh, people don't realize, you know, Meathead is uh, he, he's been doing this a long time. It's in his first rodeo. Yep. Um, and he is a uh, he's a very educated man, not just in the barbecue world, but 
um, he knows how to get things done and make it done right. And um, just like you guys, I've seen a couple of the proofs. And, man, it is – I cannot wait to get a peek at this thing in uh, in its finished version. There you go. Kel Phelps, National Barbecue uh, and Grilling Association. Now, did you take grilling out of the title? No, sir. Okay. And uh, Barbecue News, Meg. Th- thanks, buddy. Good luck. I won't be there this year, but have fun. Hey, man, thanks as always for having us, and uh, keep it smoking till next time, brother. There you go. Thanks, Kel. We'll be back with Noah Glanville right after this. Hi, I'm JT, and I'm thrilled to announce our further collaboration with Painted Hills Natural Beef to bring you your best barbecue experience. As a special treat, Barbecue Nation listeners get a 15% off discount by just typing in the code Barbecue Nation when you check out. So all you got to do is go to the Painted Hills Natural Beef website, click on the store, place your order, and when it has discount or code at the bottom, type in BBQ Nation. Don't miss out on this really juicy deal from Painted Hills Natural Beef. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the nation. That's Barbecue Nation. I'm JT, along with my co-pilot, Leanne Whippen, high atop the radio world here in the Turn It, Don't Burn It studios with the palm trees in the back in Portland, Oregon. We'd like to welcome all of our affiliates on the Barbecue Nation and USA Radio Networks. Uh, Barbecue Nation is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef from the heart of the Pacific Northwest. Painted Hills Natural Beef is beef the way nature intended. Well, our friend is back. Uh, Noah Glanville from, uh, I was going to say pit boss cookers. No, because oh. Leanne and I were talking about that. We'll, we'll, we'll cut that out. I promise. Yeah. Um, from pit barrel cookers, Noah has been on the show a number of times over the years. He's a good friend and, uh, has done a remarkable job. Hey buddy, how are you? I'm doing well. Thanks, Jeff. Good to be back on with you. Good to, good to talk to you. What's, uh, what's new at pit barrel? Gosh, what is new? Well, it's, uh, you know, just got, got through kind of the spike of, of, of barbecue season. Everything leading up to 4th of July is, you know, traditionally a really busy time of year. People are, are, are getting aligned with buying their grills and getting set. I think this year is, is still a little different. Uh, normal consumer habits and spend. I think that, you know, everything still it's going to take a little while to get everything kind of balanced and leveled out. And, and you know, there's a lot of inventory and and larger big box retailers. And I think you're going to see a lot of, a lot of, uh, smoke and deals, uh, no pun intended on, <laughs> on grills and all kinds of different things at, at, uh, at retail. Um, you know, I think that, you know, things were a little bit slower, uh, across the board and, and lead up. So, uh, but you know, maintaining outstanding customer service, all the same things that our brand's always done, um, you know, keeps us busy. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, all, all is uh, all is good. You know, just got to have to have to navigate the times, and and um, yeah, we're we're, uh, we're we're looking forward to to another year. And then, you know, what makes our product, I think, so unique is the amazing turkey and and holiday dishes that it cooks—the prime rib, right? Duck. So, you know, we really stay busy year round versus that lead up to Fourth of July. You know, the next big big. Uh, you know, season for us is obviously Thanksgiving and Christmas and then Christmas gifts because our our product is is so affordable. 
So, so I wanted to swing back just for a second to something you mentioned. Leanne and I were actually talking about that off the air. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, everybody was kind of just chugging along COVID hit. There were very few things that people could actually do. Barbecue was one of them. We saw a huge uptick in the barbecue business. Then we got into some supply chain issues um, and people couldn't get the grills from the retailers. And then they could and they ordered a whole bunch of the retailers did. And so it seems now that and, and you just touched on it. They're sitting on a lot of inventory. Um, you think that is going to level itself out after a period of time, or is it going to be, uh, something that's very difficult to navigate for, uh, uh, not just the retail end, but the manufacturing end? Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, Hey, Jeff, as you know, I, I don't sugarcoat a whole lot. So, no. um, <laughs> you know, you have 2020, um, you know, unbelievable sales numbers. Um, you know, ever you know, people were sent home, they realized they weren't going to lose their birthday. Life was going to go on, but they were going to be home for a while. So, um, and there was a lot of federal aid. And, and so that, who would have ever expected, I, I guess people or our culture to spend as much money as they did. Um, and, and I think not worry so much about the consequences of it. So, I mean, you look at, you know, the, the national credit card debt, and I think these are really important points uh, because I think right now you have a scenario where you have 2021 or 2020, uh, an unbelievable demand. You get into 2021, still the demand's there, and but all the margins, the increased cost in shipping, materials, mm. all those things that, that really erode the margins. And, and that, that's when you saw huge price increases that were passed along to the consumers. And the consumers were still. They, they weren't batting an eye to it. Right. And, and then you get to 2022 and you have all the increased costs, price increases, uh, material freight, all those things. And all of a sudden the consumers have said, who's going to pay for all this stuff. And, and, you know, and we're not sure where that money is going to continue to come from. So there is no doubt been a, a national across the board. I don't, I don't think it matters what, uh, I mean, there's still industries that are, that are, that are getting very rich, but you know, the, the, the buying motorcycles, boats, all those things that everyone's been saying, gosh, there's going to be deals, <clears throat> you know, and when, when is that market going to turn and, and things like that. I think we're, <clears throat> I think we're starting to see, you know, how, how far and how deep it goes is yet to be determined. Hopefully it's a, it's a gentle level set, but I think we're probably, for it. uh, you know, fuel prices, it's, it, it's ridiculous. You know, we, We've always been a brand that doesn't gouge, will outperform and outcook cookers and smokers that are thousands of dollars. We've always been in that space and we've been proud of that. And so one thing that kills me is having to increase the cost. And we're still, if you look at what we charge, um, we, we did not get on the bandwagon of just jacking up the prices like crazy. Right. Because it eventually will level set as it should. And things will come back down to, you know, a, a normal, um, you know, container prices have come down substantially. You know, we went 4,200, you know, our costs, uh, you know, we can move 298 PBCs on a 40 foot high cube. So this is a good kind of parallel. Um, 
And, you know, prior to COVID, it cost us 4200 to $4,600 on average per container. It went up to 25000 <gasps> That's so amazing. You look at uh, how many, how many, and just basic math, you put everything else aside, you know, you put 298 units into something that, that went from 4600 to 25000 mm. per unit. It, it, you know, even if yeah. you raise your cooker $100, that still doesn't cover it. So <clears throat> really expensive and I think important for, for consumers to, to have that, you know, that, that chance to look through that lens and understand why costs have come up so much. Um, and, you know, you, you can't make everything here. Um, you know, so, you know, we're, we're, um, you know, we're looking forward to, you know, things kind of leveling out, getting back to normal, but we never raised our price, you know, like, like we should have. Um, and I think that that will eventually balance out. We just got to, got to ride through it. But, you know, as I, as I say to my wife and, and, and vice president of the company, we still have an amazing product. People love it. Uh, they'll continue to, and at least it's, it's a really affordable, fair, fair, you know, price on a, on a product that, um, you know, works for people in good times and bad. So. Well, yeah. you're saying that um, things are probably going to go on sale because obviously you guys want to get rid of the inventory. You don't want it sitting on the shelf, but that's really going to hurt you from margin standpoint, because you're going to make less profit if you're trying to get rid of your inventory at a lower price. I mean, it's almost like a, it turns into a break even, hopefully. Um, but it's, I guess you have to do it, right? Yeah, I, I think, you know, I mean, I've always said and used the term grow responsibly and, you know, being our, our main model is direct to consumer. So that's allowed us to, to really do that. When, when you sell to a big box retailer, you know, you're, you have to be a year in advance on, on going through the line reviews and, and working with the buyers. And so, you know, when you ship your product and you hope that you ship it on time and that they take the product, it's a year out from really having your finger on the pulse of, what's to come next. So an example is if we ship a pit barrel out to someone, we know that the accessories are going to follow, you know, shortly thereafter. And because it's a real purchase, it's real time and they're buying it versus it sitting in a warehouse. You don't know when it actually makes it to the retail store. And, and then when that product actually goes into the consumer's hands. So that allows us to, but you know, we're, we're obviously a lot smaller. We're, we're not trying to be everything to everybody. And, you know, we're not, our brand's not going anywhere to die. So it uh, that makes it a little bit easier. I think that there there'll definitely be brands and, and cookers, unfortunately, used as lost leaders and and in big box retail just to drive people in. And they'll you know, and that's something to be you know. I mean, that's really a telltale. If you've been going into a big box retail and you've been buying your gas grill for a few hundred dollars or six or seven, and all of a sudden you see it for one hundred ninety nine dollars, that should make you ask the question. Big box retail is not going to lose. So what is the quality of product that you've been buying? Mm -hmm. And and that's, you know, move the lid, you know, inspect it a little bit. And, you know, if you're into buying, you know, a new grill every year, that's that's not something that uh, we want our customers to have to do. We where, want our, where are your cookers made, if you don't mind me asking? Our, our cookers are made in China. So do you think that possibly moving it to the States, which would be kind of nice, uh, deferring that shipping cost might make sense? Yeah, so th there is no doubt that 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 to be the case, um, you know, and, and a parallel I use, and again, back to not sugarcoating a whole lot, 
you know, I, I think we have some real things to figure out here as far as manufacturing. As a veteran, I would love nothing more mm-hmm. than manufacture every product in the United States. But to be able to manufacture 3,000, 30,000, when, when you had all the port congestion. And I think, you know, we'll have that again. Um, you know, the, I think that the unique thing about it is there's, there's some brakes being pumped a little bit on how much products now being brought in because there's concern on, are the consumers going to, going to buy what's, what, what the companies have forecasted. Um, you know, what, what I said is I would love nothing more than to bring, bring manufacturing back to the United States. Uh, however, if we can't hire and, and create a workforce that's able to just go pick up the goods at the ports, we're certainly not ready to have the conversation of manufacturing it here. Right. Because that's the hard part. I think it'll get better. It's just a matter of time. Anyway, we are um, going to take a break here on Barbecue Nation. We're going to be back in a couple of minutes with Noah Glanville from Pit Barrel Cookers. Please stay with us. Hey, everybody, it's JT, and this is a special version of Barbecue Nation. It is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef, beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Welcome back to Barbecue Nation here on the USA and Barbecue Nation Radio Networks. I'm JT along with Leanne. We're talking with Noah Glanville today. Uh, before we get back to the conversation, I wanted to tell you something really quick. Um, Barbecue Nation, that would be Leanne and myself. Well, we teamed up with Smoky Bones, the masters of meat. Uh, they've got 62 restaurant bar locations, mostly on the East Coast. Well, they have a contest and it ends on August 1st. And to enter this contest, you just go to smokybonesgiveaway.com. Just go to smokybonesgiveaway.com. Um, you can enter online. They're giving away a big green egg. They're giving away a bunch of Smoky Bones food uh, certificates and um, perks like that, along with a, a really long list of prizes. So um, it ends on August 1st. The winners will be announced uh, somewhere around August 9th. You got to be 18 years old or over to enter. So go to smokybonesgiveaway.com and uh, sign up there. Also, if you want to contact us, uh, it's pretty easy. Just go to uh, barbecuenationjt.com. There's a thing there um, that you can send us a note and either Leanne or I shall uh, respond in a positive way most of the time. Uh, Mm -hmm. Also, we're talking with Noah Glanville. Like I said, Noah's going to stick around and be with us for after hours. But one of the things I wanted to ask you, Noah, was is is now i mean this is kind of a reverse thinking but because people have so much inventory and stuff sitting on the shelves is this a, a time to look at other avenues for distribution or maybe bringing in other products smaller products to to design is there a kind of a lag time there that you could work with you know i i think that that's a great question and i think every company is a little bit different. If you're if you're playing in the space where you're having to come out with something you know new and innovative and a new app and something that connects to your phone you know every year and every line review, then 
you know, I, I think that's difficult if you're, if you're like our brand where, you know, we, we just want to stay consistent and, and stay consistent with our quality. Um, the, I think sticking, going back to your roots, your grassroots on, on how you market and, um, and, and how the, the cooker functions. I mean, I, I still, and I, I might sound a little biased. I still haven't seen a cooker on the market today that will outperform what ours does. And as far as the quality, the flavor, the taste that you get. So, you know, I, I haven't seen a need to really try and jump through a bunch of hoops to recreate the wheel. Sure. Uh, try to navigate as smartly as possible to keep, keep the product at a fair price that everybody can afford. And that's really, really our model. Come up with good accessories to go with them, uh, good recipe development. Our newsletters don't need to consist of buy this, buy that. How about how about great recipes that while, while you're at home, um, you can try with your friends and family. And um, and I think that I think more people are going to go back to um, cooking at home. And I think we're definitely going to see that. And that that's a good thing. You know, it's really expensive to go out. You go out, the service you get is Animal. <laughs> yeah, at, at best. So, so, you, but you're still, but you're going to go spend more money to, to have, to have a lesser experience. So I think more people are going to go back and that big demand, the pent up demand to get out, go spend an absolute fortune on fuel to go places and get, get lousy service. People are going to say, you know what? I think, you know, we're going to be back to school uh, pretty soon. And I think that people are going to settle back in and, and, and cook at home more. So yeah. I, that will help that help the industry as well. Yeah. Um, so let's jump to another kind of side topic here. How have you overcome? And I sent this to you in a text this morning, so I know you got it. Um, vertical cooking versus people are used to just laying something on the grill, yep. you know, or putting it on the smoker. And, you know, years ago, you come out and there's some other, some of your competition too. They're like, well, you now you can hang the ribs, you know, or you can hang the chicken or whatever it is. How have you overcome the kind of the built-in stereotype that things should be laying on a grill surface? I, I, Jeff, I think in the grand scheme of things, we, we have not overcome that. Um, but we also can't supply 250,000 grills overnight either. Right. You know, and if we did, that's, you know, the, the demand would be, we need a million, literally. Um, you know, the, what, 75% of the U.S. population, uh, you know, I believe they, they say has, has a grill of some kind. Um, and, you know, so that's a lot. And it, the people that have our product, that have, been, that have experienced it, um, they know. They know how awesome it is, and they also know. That it, I mean, we have countless emails, and people say, "I would have never bought another cooker. I wish I'd known about this." And they get it. So it's not. Uh, you know, I think it allows us to. I, I'm. I'm actually. I'm grateful that we've been able to make a great living. We've been able to employ people and pay awesome salaries and and create a great work environment and culture. Um, and and again, back to growing responsibly. And if, if I, you know, if, if a big box retailer had ordered 25,000 units and then all of a sudden said, you know, I don't think we're going to take them this year, that would be a big deal. Oh, and yeah. to Mount Haddam. So, you know, I, I think that, you know, as if we're a brand that we can continue to deliver a great quality product 
and the customer service to go go along with it and grow organically. And and so that really, you know, we know that our 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 customers are our best salespeople, and and one sells another one and so on. So you know, it, it really good times, bad recession, slowing in the economy. Uh, you know, whatever level set or reset we're going to experience, we can we can continue to to do business and and do it responsibly. So that's that's kind of our model, and um, and it's worked. Have you shifted um, on your accessories to kind of expand on those since that can kind of make up some lost ground? Yeah, short answer is yes, Leanne. We, we we've we've looked at that. We're looking more to, you know, one of the things I guess a, a better way to answer answer Jeff's question was. And, and I think ties into yours, Leanne, is, um, you know, as far as innovation or, you know, trying to pick, take our product down another lane is uh, commercial. So the PBX is absolutely amazing for mass cooking. Not only can you cook some of the most amazing food, but you can do it really easy and you can do it outdoors and not tie up the kitchen or, you know, inexpensively, you know, something that would normally allow you to cook that much would cost you a lot of money. So it allows catering trucks, restaurants, large, you know, uh, event venues to, to be able to do that. And that's something we plan to really push. And there's some accessories we're going to be coming out with that make that even easier on those larger cookers. Noah Glanville, CEO of uh, Pit Barrel Cookers. Noah, um, how can people find you? Uh, best way, pitbarrelcooker.com. And uh, you can always contact our customer service as well. That's all on our site social media as well uh, but pitbarrelcooker.com is probably the, the best and easiest way there you go and for uh, miss leanne and myself thank you for listening and uh, remember our motto here turn it don't burn it take care everybody barbecue nation is produced by jtsd llc productions in association with salem media group all rights reserved